Totally Lit, a monthly podcast celebrating reading, writing and creating literature. I'm your host Kai, thank you for listening. This episode I'm very excited to introduce you to my wonderful and very talented friend Pamela Jeffs. Pamela is a Brisbane-based speculative fiction author. She has dedicated herself to short story fiction and novellas. Her work spans science fiction, weird westerns, fantasy and the occasional horror tale. Her work has won or been shortlisted for various awards, including Writers of the Future Award, a Dittmar Award, and multiple Aurelius Awards. She has four published short story collections and has co-authored an anthology. Her work has also featured in multiple national and international publications, including Andromeda Spaceways magazine and Aurelius magazine. Pamela has very kindly joined us today to share her experience undertaking the Flintheart Residency through the Queensland Writers' Centre, which she was awarded in 2021. Once a year, one writer is selected for the Flintheart Residency, getting the chance to spend 10 weeks working full-time on their next project at a dedicated space in the Queensland Writers' Centre offices in the State Library of Queensland. They will be awarded a stipend and 15-hour mentorship with an industry professional to support them during their residency. Applications close the 28th of June. I hope you enjoy our chat. Pamela Jeffs, welcome to Totally Lit. Thank you, Kai. It's lovely to be here. I'm very excited to have you on the show today because we've been chatting. I get, every time I see you, I'm like, I have to get you on the show. And then <laughs> it's um, time gets away from me. I'm the worst. Uh, but we've done it. We're connected. Yes, we have. It's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, now, you're a speculative author and you've got a number of anthologies and you've won many awards. Um, oh, I'm just you. a little bit in awe of you and your oh. career. <laughs> um, but what I've got you here today is to talk about the Flint Heart Residency um, because you were the first awardee of the residency last year. Um, can you tell me about why you applied for the residency? Of course. Well, I was actually, just to clarify, I was actually the second um, awardee for this oh, one. Oh, sorry. First <laughs> okay. I just didn't want Jake Corvus to miss out because he um, he actually was the inaugural person. Sorry, um, Jake. But, <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm sure he doesn't mind. Um, but, yeah, no, this, this I applied for this residency because I was I was close friends with Ike and she she said that this residency was for people like me, people that, um, you know, were committed to their craft, who were dedicated to to self-publishing, you know, their work, which is what I do, as well as getting traditionally published. And she, she kind of made me promise I'd try because she goes, I want people like you to succeed. And she goes, and this is, this is the best way that I can do that. So... So I got my little pen out. I did all my programs and everything. And um, I also had her husband in the background going, you need to apply for this time. <laughs> do it. <laughs> you do it. Do it. She wanted people like you. So, um, yeah, so that's basically why I did it because I promised her that I would. But it was also because it's such a wonderful opportunity that um, I, I would have been missing out if I hadn't get, at least given it a go. And I was just really, really so humbled and thankful to have received that opportunity from the QWC. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about Ike and how this residency has come about? Ike was, she was just this incredible person that spent her whole life and her, sorry, her whole writing life 
try, wanting to help others. That's what she wanted to do. And she would get really frustrated when, um, you know, talented authors would, would get looked over because, you know, it's, it's such a big pond out there when we're trying to find, you know, places to get published and stuff like that. So, so she, when she found out that she'd been diagnosed with cancer, she wanted to leave a legacy behind. And, and in doing that, she wanted to be able to continue to help others, even though she wasn't here. So for the people that knew her, she was this amazing person that always, um, she introduced you to the people you needed to know. She would always have like a helping hand, helping you edit your story. She would always be happy to edit your stories and, and read what you're writing and mentor you, you know, to the best of her ability. So she just basically wanted to help others and she wanted to continue to do that even when she wasn't here anymore. So I, um, I believe she spoke with the, the Queensland Writers' Centre and um, they came up with this, this idea and um, she had written her Relics, Wrecks and Ruins book as well. Oh, sorry, edited that book and um, had wanted the proceeds of that to go towards the residency to, to keep that going ahead. And I know her family is still doing that. So um, Okay. So if we purchase that book that contributes to the residency, is that uh, right? Yeah, a portion of it, I believe, yes. Right, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll put a link to that in the show notes then for people if they'd like to purchase the book. And that um, was nominated for an Aurelius this year as well, it wasn't it? It won the Aurelius. It won. It won, yes. It was, um, it was very bittersweet, but it was. I'm so pleased that it won. It's such a worthy book, yeah. And it's got lots of wonderful authors that have contributed to that anthology as well. Oh, amazing authors! Like, and it was really funny about how that book came about because because like you had told me, you know, oh, I really wanted to do this, but I've kind of run out of time now. I'm not going to be able to do it. And I'm like, no, you should definitely do this. So she's like, you're right, I've got, you know, she knew she, she didn't know she had three months, but she knew she didn't have much time. And she was like, right, I'm going to send out emails. So she was really ambitious. She's, she managed to get Robert Silverberg, who's just like massive in sci-fi. She has Neil Gaiman in there, James S.A. Corey, who are the authors that wrote The Expanse. She just, she went wide and all these amazing authors just came back and um, helped to create this book. So oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you were awarded the residency in 2021. Did you want to tell me about your experience being involved in the residency? Yes, it was wonderful. I I put my application in and um, received an interview with the QWC and they gave me the opportunity to complete a novella that I had started a year or two before and had, had edited, but it needed a lot of work. So so they were really, really supportive in that um, in that regard. They they looked at a writing sample and they looked at my program and they thought, yes, we can. We believe that you are able to achieve what you said you're going to achieve. So they provided me with an office space and ten weeks of time. Um, there was also fifteen hours of mentorship, and they helped me find an appropriate mentor for for what I needed. The um, the residency. Um, Ike really wanted to support self-published authors in particular mm-hmm. um, and so the mentorship that the QWC offered was really aimed 
to to help me um, best achieve that. So as I already had an editor, we spoke about looking at perhaps learning how to market, which is something that self-published authors really always struggle with, mm. myself especially. So that was really valuable. So I sat down and, with Kylie Fennell and we spoke about how how to best market a book, how to best market myself as an author and um, all that kind of stuff. So I would not have had that um, one-on-one access without the residency, which was really wonderful. And even the team, just the team in general, the QWC, I just, I can't, I can't tout how wonderful and amazing they are because they, you know, even even just small things like you, you sit down in the morning tea room and have morning tea and, you know, they ask you about your work and they keep you motivated, which is really, really wonderful. Yeah. And with, with your project that you worked on during the residency, did you get to complete the novella or how far yes. did you get through it? Um, I did. So I had um, anticipated to 18,000 word um, manuscript by the end of it. But given the time and space I had, it actually ended up being 30,000 words, which was wow. like far, far exceeded what I thought I was going to do. But, but I think that's the thing as well, like... Um, with the residency, the the QWC wanted, I guess, wanted to see the outcome. What they wanted yep. to see an outcome, and they wanted a reasonable, a reasonable objective. So, I thought that eighteen thousand words was reasonable. But as I worked through it, it obviously just, you know, I, I changed a few things with the work. And but having that space just really let me achieve more than I expected. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really good. And. Where is the project at now? Have you gone through to the point of publication or is it? are you going to self-publish it? So the project is called Wilder and um, it's. I've just received it back from its second round of editing with the amazing Angela Slatter who was very, very, very um, firm but fair with her feedback. Mm-hmm. So so now I'm going through a another round of editing with that and I'm hoping to get it out this year. Um, later this year but we'll just see how we go with that one yeah and so for applicants of the Flint Hut residency what would you like to share with them about the residency if people are tossing up oh will I apply what what will push them over the line look if if they have the time to to go in there and they if they have the the willingness and the dedication to see a project through to the end and and they want support to have that done, then I cannot recommend this residency enough. It is an incredible opportunity. There's something to be said about going into the office every day and being around like-minded people. They often have, well, when I was there, they had other residents there as well. And um, you would sit down and, you know, you could talk about plot issues or, you know, or where you're at or how much, how much your word count was this, you know, today. And that's, that's really it's it's a really strange thing like usually you just sit at home and write your own thing and you're battling with these things alone but mm. you go in there and you feel really supported and um yeah there's there's no reason you can't achieve what you set out to do if if you get the opportunity to do it so my advice is that if you can go and do it like you won't regret it you'll regret it if you don't do it probably that's what I would say. <laughs> and the work that you're doing with Angela Slatter, is she the editor for your... Yes, so she um, she has been working with me on structural edits. Yep. So, um, and that's, yeah, that's the majority of it. It'll still need to go through a round of proof reading at the end, but other than that, 
I think we're at a pretty good place right now. And once you've got through the rounds of edits, will you then be self-publishing? Will you... Yes. The same yes. as you've published other anthologies? Yeah, so my other past. anthologies, yeah. The only difference with this one is my other collections and that a lot of the stories there have been um, published elsewhere beforehand, so they've kind of had a bit more exposure. This will be my first effort at a long-form, I guess, story. It's not quite a novel. I'm not quite there yet mm. but because there's quite um a bit to learn i believe in the in the shift from short stories which is what i'm what i mainly do into yep. that into that longer format so it's all a learning process for me but yes i will be self-publishing it when it's all done hopefully to good reviews we'll see <laughs> so the residency do you feel that it's pushed forward your career with wanting to write longer form yes i wouldn't have i wouldn't have written I don't think I would have finished this story if I hadn't done the residency. Yeah, just just having that, you know, that space to think and and not having people, you know, like other responsibilities like family and and school and stuff like that for kids. Um, mm. It was just nice to have to go. Yes, this is my dedicated time, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to achieve. Yeah, Great. I guess you just held accountable, I suppose. Oh, accountability. Yes, that thing <laughs> that we all strive to find. <laughs> it's so hard, though, isn't it? It is. It uh, is. It's um, challenging. I, that's part of the reason I like to enter, like, short story competitions and things like that because there's that deadline and you yes. just have to do it, although they sail past me every now and then. <laughs> yeah. No, well, look, like, there's a lot to be said for short stories because um, – like, as part of the residency, you have to submit a CV, a writing CV, and the fact that you're entering competitions or you have short story publications is a really good way to prove to them that you're committed to your craft and that you're committed to, you know, seeing projects through to the end. So, and, and another good thing about short stories too is that you, you learn your craft. And if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter. You've wasted 3,000 words instead of 90,000 words, you know. So it's a really good learning platform, I think. Kind of like training for the bigger pieces yeah. of work. Like going to the Olympics, the novel Olympics. You started off with your short stories, <laughs> the regionals. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that you've been able to join me today and share your experience with the Flint Heart Residency. For the listeners out there that are um, thinking of applying, you've got till the 28th of June and you can go to queenslandwriters.org.au to submit an application. Thank you so much, Pamela, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Guy. Writing stories for children can seem like a very simple task, but there is a skill involved in bringing memorable characters and their worlds to life. Anyone can write a picture book, but not everyone can write a picture book that becomes a child's favourite bedtime story. The best children's picture books fire up their imaginations, evoke emotion, and stay within their memories forever. Authors Online was created to provide aspiring authors the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to become a published children's book author. Our extensive industry knowledge will be shared with you and provide you with the basic principles behind writing for children, picture book publishing guidelines, and updates on the current market and publishing environment. And as a special offer for Totally Lit listeners, if you go to authorsonline.com.au, you can apply the discount code of LIT20, that's lit two zero to access discount content at authorsonline.com.au.
I also had the pleasure of chatting with Queensland Writers' Centre CEO Laurie J. Ellis, who gave me the lowdown on the application criteria for the Flintart residency. I have the wonderful Laurie J. from Queensland Writers' Centre with me today. We're going to chat about a wonderful residency that is opening up that I've spoken to Pamela Jeffs about, and that's the Flintart Residency. Hi, Laurie J. How are you? Hi, Kai. It's lovely to be here on Totally Lit. Very good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I wanted to share with our listeners how they can apply for the, the Flintart Residency. So we've tried to make all of the residencies at the Queensland Writers' Centre really easy for people to apply. This one, uh, you just have to be an Australian citizen or a permanent Australian resident uh, across anywhere in Australia, um, and it's open to financial members of the Writers' Centre. Because it's based on Ike Flintart's work and... Um, her contribution to writing in Queensland, we wanted to make sure that they're members. She wanted to make sure it was part of the membership process. It costs $25 to enter, but if you don't have membership, you there is a discount, a, a strong discount in there where it includes adding the residency and adding the membership at the same time. Yeah, okay. um, yeah we've tried to make it super easy. And there's a little bit of a focus on indie publishing or self-publishing, is that correct? So one of my favourite stories when I was sitting talking with Ike one day was her like decision to push back on a traditional deal very early in her career because she wanted to have control and she wanted to have um, you know the ability to self-direct her career and so she chose to self-publish. When we were setting up with the Flint Heart just before her passing. Um, she, her, one of her greatest wishes was it's open to writers but we really have a space for someone who's in the self-publishing or indie publishing world. If they write a masterpiece and some some major top five comes along and knocks down your door, um, there's no problem with that. But at this point in time, she was really encouraging, as we are, of people who are finding alternative ways to the, find their audience. So that's what the Flint Heart is, you know, it's really focused on that initially doesn't matter if you get a great deal in the end we're still happy for you fantastic and it can it be on any genre yes there's no um she wanted to make sure it was one of her wishes that it was open because we we know she's a genre writer mm -hmm. uh, she did a lot of work with us on GenreCon, but uh she's like no it's open to anything so so far um through the process we've had jake corvo who's writing a queer romance uh we had pamela pamela jeffs also last year uh doing fantasy so we're open to anything that comes through we've had quite a few non-fiction applications that did quite well in the early process we're open to people being able to put their bum on the seat for the period of time that lets them write the next thing and we're not so particular about what that's going to be as long as they're doing the writing. And there is a mentor that will work with them yes. during the 10 weeks? So uh, we have lots of residencies here and when we went into the Flint Heart, we said to Ike, look, it's really best if there's a mentor. They come in early and read a little bit and they come in at the end and read some more for you and they give you guidance. This one's got a really healthy 15-hour uh, mentorship on there. So you can be matched with people who um, will really help your work. 
progress and also you can ask questions about what's next for my career or what's next that I should be doing with this piece. I think for Jake Corveau, we were with Kale Dietrich. We try and really match you with people who are doing well um, in that space with consideration of where your writing is up to. Right, so, so you'd be matched with the person who can help you move your writing forward. Forward, yeah. yeah. And it's not always like, oh, I want, you know, the most amazing author in this space. It might not be suitable if you're, you know, back in a beginning stage or, or a mid-career stage. So it sounds like there's opportunity for everyone there to yeah. apply. What do they actually need to submit as part of the application? Right, so in terms of um, submitting, the most important thing is for us is the plan. So when you're submitting this, you'll be asked for a, a little piece of your writing to be able to show us uh, where you're up to. But it's the plan of attack. Am I doing a second draft? Uh, do I have a whole series of character descriptions and character statements, but I'm now going to put them into a story format? Do I have a whole series of memoir stories that are not one complete idea yet and I want to put that together? Or I've received feedback from a mentor and I'd like to apply that to the whole next draft. So we're, we're not like specifically just asking for one thing to be done, like the next draft or the first draft. It's where are you up to? Can you put your bum on the seat for the amount of days that you need to? to be able to elevate your work and what does elevation look like for you. So it can be, it's quite broad. And the closing date is the 28th of June? Yes, that's correct? right. Yes. Okay. So, yep. And for people who may not be ready for that date, that you also have the fishbowl residency yes. as well. And that you can apply for that any time of year so it's the same it's any time you have more like a 10-hour mentorship um, for the fishbowl the difference between the two is there's no stipend right. so with Ike's one um, there's a thousand dollars put towards your personal development that you can use to be able to um, maybe childcare or maybe parking or just other alleviations of things while you do the residency the fishbowl doesn't have that a stipend component and it's a 10-hour mentorship both of them you know we've got three different four different people in here currently doing different fish bowls because of the flood we're a little yep. bit overlapping currently the greatest gift this is is the time where you are protected to write no one's judging you there's no fridge there's no washing in the way it is you and your writing and while you're in the center you meet staff you meet other writers you meet members of the state library but your freedom is sit down and write and what we know now from doing i think about 15 of these is you don't know what you can write until you're given permission to do so the, the volume of work that people are getting through they just can't believe it. They go home at night, they come in the next morning, they're ready to go because there was no stopping like in their process. So that's, I think, one of the big wins of doing any residency is look what you can do for your writing when you're not asking for permission to write. You're just free to do it. So it sounds a wonderful opportunity, one, to just get down to the nitty-gritty and write, but to have that mentorship as well. Yeah, for, for some guidance and those connections that you'll make at the Writers' Centre. So I'll saying to all my listeners, sign up, 
<laughs> get your application in because it will be it'd be great as a writing credit on your writing resume as well. Doing a residency looks looks great. Looks really good. Uh, and I think like we're also looking for works, and because we're a writer centre, we're going okay. We might not be able to put all of you in but you this was a great submission i've got something for you in the fishbowl later on in the year so if it's a good piece and you've got a great plan we do our best to try and find you a place to sit down and do that writing if you found the time and you've got your plan we're, we're good to support you Amazing. And for those who don't know, Ike had created this writing residency to support writers ongoing. So for those of you out there who may not want to apply for the residency but are supporters of emerging writers, you can make a donation and keep the residency going for years to come. How can people donate? So it is at queenslandwriters.org.au slash donate and when you're there you can put in Ikey and it'll go straight through to the Flint Heart and it'll be kept for the Flint Heart. Great. Uh, There's another way that you can also donate. Ikey donated her writing of Black Belt Writing, a beautiful series of blog posts that she did um, letting everyone know about uh, her cancer. We commissioned Lauren Daniels to make that into a workshop and that's available on online at the Writer Centre for people to be able to access some of her final thoughts about how you write a book and it's a really beautiful black belt in writing. It's a lovely workshop um, and that's not all proceeds from that go straight into the Flint Heart as well. What a beautiful legacy she's left for us all. Yes, uh, she was really accommodating at the most difficult time of her life. She just... What do you need from me? How can I help? So that's why uh, we're really passionate about the Flint Heart. Mm, fantastic. Okay, well, thank you very much, Laurie J, for joining me and, and sharing a bit of info about the Flint Heart residency. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for all the applicants. Thank you um, so much. And I hope it sees, sees some beautiful work created as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kai. Totally Lit is an independent podcast. You can help support us to continue to chat with wonderful Australian creatives by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing our socials with your friends. You can also make a contribution at www.buymeacoffee.com backslash totally lit. For those of you who know me, I'm kind of a caffeine addict, so you can keep me fueled with caffeine and this will also help with equipment and podcasting platform fees, etc. I love to interact with our listeners, so feel free to say hello either by email or social media at totallylitpodcast at gmail.com or at totallylitpodcast on Facebook. I've also recently created a group on Facebook called Totally Lit Writing Community. It's a space to continue the conversation and share your writing successes, events, launches and latest projects. Jump into the group and say hello. Thank you for listening to Totally Lit and don't forget to go out into the world to read, write, create, ignore.